I'm Donna Reish, coming to you with the Intermittent Fasting Journal Week 4. Um, week 4 was a very exciting week for me because normally when I go on a vacation, all diets are out the window. You know, 40 years of dieting, I'm 54 years old, okay, 43 years of dieting because I'm 54 years old, and when I go on vacation, I don't do anything diet related, right? And normally that is our mentality. Our mentality is that, you know, vacation is a vacation from work and a vacation from the stress at home and the things that need done at home and the people who need things and all of those needs and responsibilities. And it's also a break from, in a lot of cases, exercising and a break from um, eating. Uh, what we don't want to eat <laughs> and eating instead what we do want to eat and so um, but this time I was only three weeks in uh, this was my fourth week I was only three weeks in to intermittent fasting and um, I decided that I would go ahead and keep trying to intermittent fast while I was on a six-day vacation um, a day and a half of driving there a day and a half of driving back and three three four days there so um, it was actually almost seven days when it was all added up. But uh, the reason is because with intermittent fasting, you have your eating, your fasting window and your eating window. And so um, I was looking at this going, and, and this is a uh, mentality shift that I think is really great about intermittent fasting because I wasn't looking at it where I was going to go off my diet. I was going to, leave it behind and then pick it back up next time, you know, when I got home and hope for the best. I wasn't looking at it that way. Instead, I was looking at it as I've got a fasting window and an eating window. And um, in order to make this a lifestyle, I need to keep a fasting window and an eating window. Now, will there be times that I don't have any fasting window, so to speak? I mean, if you consider a fasting window has to be at least 12 hours to be effective because it's really 12 to 12 hours and up that your body is done burning your glycogen stores if you have been doing it for a while. I talked about that in an earlier podcast episode, how you have to build up two weeks, three weeks, four weeks into intermittent fasting before you've used all of your glycogen stores and your body will truly start using its own fat and burning its own fat for fuel. Um, but once you were at that point, that doesn't really happen on a daily basis until after a 12-hour fast. So um, looking at it from a, a standpoint of this is not going to be a diet, this is going to be a way of life, I was able to say, okay, what can I do on vacation to continue this lifestyle as opposed to going off, so to speak? And so actually um, I am you know, four plus weeks in actually, uh, because I'm behind on the podcast, but I am uh, over a month into the intermittent fasting lifestyle. And there's only been one day that I didn't do at least a, a 16 hour fast. That is how easily adapted I was to this lifestyle. That's how simple it is to follow this way of eating. I feel. Um, so I decided I wasn't going to do, I wasn't going to be an all or nothing. That's that was that's been my problem with weight loss in the past. I wasn't going to be an all or nothing and I uh, wasn't going to cheat 
or stop and start again or any of the other things that we think when we have a diet mentality. So instead, I was just going to change my windows. All right. So in that way, I guess if you're calorie counting, you know, maybe you're at a, you know, 13, 14, 1500 calorie a day diet on vacation, you say, well, I'm going to have 18 or I'm going to do 2000, what it takes to maintain my weight, but I'm not going to just totally go off. But that doesn't happen. Generally speaking, we're just, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going here and I'm going to eat. And this is especially true when we take vacations because we go to Disney World every three years as a family, three or four years as a family, and we get the free dining plan. And so with the free, and my husband and I were actually going on a Plexus Supplement Leaders Retreat part of the time and Disney World for three days of it. And so um, we had the dining plan. And with the dining plan, you depending on which plan you have, we always get the one where you get a counter meal, which is where you go up and order each day. And then you get a sit down meal each day. And then you get two snacks. Well, that's like way, way too much food on any on any intermittent fasting schedule. Um, however, you can choose to turn in two sit down meals for one signature meal, which means you get a nicer restaurant. And, you know, what Jen Stevens says in her book, Feast Without Fear, you become a food snob very quickly in intermittent fasting. So I was all about, you know, I don't need that much food every day. So let's just turn in two of those uh, regular sit down meals and make it into one um, signature meal some of the time. So I did that, so we did that some of the time. So I say all that to say that I decided that I was not going to completely go off. I was just going to change my window, right? That's the beauty of intermittent fasting. We wanna make it a lifestyle. And the only way you can get your body into fat burning mode and get the benefits of intermittent fasting is if you make it a lifestyle. Because if you continue to, okay, I'm, I'm intermittent fasting today, and then I'm not tomorrow. I'm intermittent fasting for three or four days, then I'm going off for two or three days on the weekend, or whatever it might be. You build up your glycogen stores again, so you have to go back to uh, a period of time where you need to use those up before your body will start burning its own fat. So I, and that's another thing, quite honestly, once I am now in fat burning mode and I am burning my own body fat, while I'm eating pretty much any dinner I want in the evenings, um, I don't want to mess that up. So I did instead where I, I changed my window. Every day but one, and that was a planned day, uh, because we were eating around the world in um, Epcot. They had the Food and Wine Festival while we were there. So that day, okay, that was a special day, right? That's another thing that's a diet mentality. And a diet mentality is that all the time, everything's special. Right. I can remember talking to my telling my kids when they were little, you know, they'd say, can we not do math today? Because we homeschool for 32 years. Can we not do math today? Can we sleep in today? Can I can we not do our second chore session today? Can we skip the vacuuming today? You know, and I would always tell them what I'm telling you and what I believe is changing my life. And that is that every day can't be special. Everything can't be a special day. Every day cannot be a special day. And in, in the diet mentality, we're like, well, I'm going out with girlfriends on Tuesday night, so I can't be on my diet that day. I'm going to the theater on Friday night, so I can't be on that day. 
on Saturday, I'm going to a ladies brunch at the church, so I can't be on that day. And Sunday, I mean, Sunday's a day off, you know. Sometimes we go out to eat on Sundays, you know, or we I put a big meal in the crock pot or whatever. And suddenly we have four special occasions in one week. That is a diet mentality. A diet mentality is that these four eating times, I'm going to go off. And then what happens when we further that diet mentality? When we further that diet mentality, we say, well, if I'm going to go off in the evening, I may as well just take the day off and have a free day because I'm not going to stay under my carb limit anyway, so I may as well have carbs that day if you're doing low carb. Or I'm not going to stay under my calorie limit, so I may as well just enjoy it the whole day. Right? That's a diet mentality. A lifestyle mentality is that, I am going to make this my life, so I have something special, but all four of those things can't be special. The other thing about intermittent fasting is that it is way easier to accommodate in specials than counting calories or counting carbohydrates or eating all a certain type of way of eating, you know, paleo or whatever. The reason it's easier is because if you really, really guard your eating window, you become a food snob. If you really, really guard your eating window, you will, you can have almost whatever you want within reason. I'm going to be teaching about that in week five when I really started to learn more about it after I got home from eating, um, eating a little bit bigger windows and also deciding what's the holidays are coming up. What, how am I going to do this? Because I don't, I haven't gained weight the last few holidays, last couple of holidays with my supplements and everything and, and the control that I have through them, but I haven't lost either. And this year I want to lose. So, okay. So I am going on vacation. This is the fourth week. I decided instead to just change my window. So what I did was I usually do a 19-5. This means that I fast for 19 hours drinking only water and my supplements. You can drink black coffee, um, but I take caffeine pills through my supplements instead of coffee because I don't like coffee. Um, or you can drink plain tea. I don't like that either. <laughs> I'm not a hot, hot drinker. I'm not even a cold. I'm not a coffee or tea drinker. So water, supplements, caffeine, straight up, either coffee, or plain coffee or plain tea, um, 19 hours, and then five hours of eating, or 24 or 21, three, it just depends. Sometimes I have a really short eating window of only two or three hours if I'm going out because then I'm not like having an appetizer or a salad or a snack and then two hours later having my meal and then an hour later having dessert. In that case, I am really shortening my window and doing it all while I go out. Okay, so how did that, how did that work? What did I do? I um, had, like I said, we had our leaders retreat part of the time and they had really good food. Um, one day, I had to open my window at 11 o'clock because of some reservations. And like I said, we were trying to do Disney and the leaders retreat. So I opened my window at 11 o'clock that day. And then by the time we got over to leaders retreat at 7, when they were having a, a, a buffet um, all over the place, super good food all over the place, my window was closed because I had already eaten all around Epcot that day in the Food and Wine Festival. And so I just didn't eat then. For one thing, after three or four weeks of intermittent fasting, appetite correction sets in and you get full. 
And actually what does happen, not only do you get full, but you start to kind of like, ooh, not food. It's a very, very strange thing that I've never had happen to me before. Hallelujah. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> um, so my window was just, my fasting window was shortened and my eating window was widened throughout the whole week. And I just accommodated whether we had lunch reservations, whether we were eating around Epcot, whether we had dinner reservations at nine at night, whatever we were doing, I just made my window fit. And I always did at least 16 hours the whole time. It just wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. And except for the one day, I and I chose to do that differently. And then I had like a uh, 14 hour fast and like a seven hour or whatever, eight hour window, I guess that would be. Um, now, uh, with that, I know, I knew that when I came home, I was going to have to really buckle down to get myself back into body fat burning mode because I didn't lose during that week. You're, I'm not, you're not going to, that's the thing. Some people want to do 16, eight all the time. And in my new group that I'm going to start January 1st, where I teach incrementally in group coaching as well as in private calls how to intermittent fast uh, one of the things that we will talk about is how you can start out with 16-8 and it's it's very great uh, like training wheels so to speak but you can't stay there usually and lose weight especially when you get within 30 pounds of your goal so I would never I, I did 16-8 off and on for a year and never it never really helped me lose weight um, for one thing I didn't know that you have to keep it up in order to start burning your body fat. So when I came back home, I did have to start, uh, I did have to be very strict so that my body would get rid of all the glycogen stores so it would start burning fat again, but it didn't take long. So I'll tell you about that next week. All right, so I did 16-8, I did 18, I'm not very good at math, 18, six, um, and it wasn't that hard. Traveling. Uh, that was one thing that we often, and that was where I first started when I was in diet mentality. That's where I first started right off the bat, packing all the candy, packing all the chips, packing all the pops, you know, all of those things, getting donuts on the way out of town to eat as we traveled and those type of things. And so with, uh, with this mentality, um, I did have some snacks that we took, but I still just did not eat them, just drank my water and drank my supplement until the 16 hour mark. And so that was, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. I did have to keep very busy with work, but I always keep very busy with work when I'm traveling. So one of the things that I'm learning is that you have to be able to say, I have this enjoyable thing. And for me, it's work <laughs> and grandkids and family. Those are the things that I enjoy and dancing, but we don't get to go that often. But um, those are the things that I enjoy. And um, and I have a few three or four shows on Hulu that I love. OK, so you have to get in the mentality of I am replacing food with something else that I love. And that's what I did. I replaced food with work while we were traveling. Um, my husband and I also do talking books when we travel. And so that made the time go fast. And the, the 16 eight wasn't that difficult to stay with. All right. So uh, results of my fourth week on vacation mode um, were that I gained a few pounds. Right. And I just lost four. So I really didn't want to lose any. I didn't really want to gain that back. But guess what? 
two days back, I'm gonna talk more about it next week, two days back that was off and I was back to fat burning. So it's it's really easy to recover from. And I, I knew just, you know, with the fact that I was eating bread and dessert, you get two desserts a day in the Disney dining plan. And I knew that I wasn't going to diet, so to speak. But I also knew that I didn't have to come back eight or 10 pounds heavier. They say the average person gains seven pounds on a week's vacation. Now that's not all weight, that's not all real weight. My three or four pounds wasn't all real weight, obviously. You don't take off, you don't take off three or four pounds in two days any more than you gain seven pounds in a week. I mean, it's a mathematical formula. You can't eat enough to gain seven pounds in a week. You have to eat 3,500 calories times seven above and beyond what your body needs each day. So that's just not going to happen. So um, anyway, my results were that I gained. My results were that I took it off real fast when I got home. My results were that it wasn't hard. My results were that it was worth it. Another thing that I really learned through this was that I um, I was very picky about what I ate. Very, very picky. As a matter of fact, it got to be a little bit of a compulsion. I'll just be honest about it. Where I would, uh, for the week, two weeks before we went, I was on Disney Foodies all the time. And I would search how you can search in the search bar uh, on each group or page. And you can do that on my pages and groups, too, if you want to learn, if you want to find the podcast, for example, or you want to find something about appetite control, I mean, correction or something. Um, and I would search for best cupcakes. That's one of my things I love. Best cinnamon rolls. Hand dipped ice cream. <laughs> All right. So I'm just being honest with you. Right. And I. So with the desserts that came with the meals, they weren't me. I'm not a ganache, fancy um, lava cakes, fancy bread puddings, fancy um, cheesecakes. That's not that. Those aren't the desserts I love. So I wouldn't even eat those. I would just go to Gaston's Tavern and get the cinnamon roll, the Starbucks beside the Crystal Palace in Magic Kingdom, and get the cupcake. And I really, really enjoyed my food. And the meals were amazing. Disney food is amazing. I know Disney restaurants are amazing. And the food at the leaders retreat was very good, too. And I didn't didn't deny myself if it was my window. Right. I didn't count anything. That's another thing. I always uh I, prior to this, I told you that I was using my fitness pal and I was also using my Fitbit for steps and so forth. And um, I just decided I, I had my Fitbit all packed and everything and I was ready to monitor my miles because it, it is fun to see how many miles you walk in Disney. Um, but we were there six or eight hour days as opposed to much longer days when we go as a family. And so I just decided not to use my Fitbit once I was there. I just decided not to count anything. And um, that was very freeing. Oh. Just the whole idea of not counting. Now, I do watch my carbs um, because of my prediabetes, my carbohydrate intolerance. Um, but to not count every little thing, right down to your steps and your miles and your exercise moments and everything, was just, was just another freedom that I really, really enjoyed on this trip. Um, what else did I learn? I learned that... You know how 
uh, I have a blog post called um, uh, DonnaReach.com. It's called uh, How Much Better Does That Taste? And when you are low-carbing, low-fatting, low-caloring, or whatever it might be, you start to do this whole, um, well, this isn't worth it. You know, this 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 isn't worth it. This is a this is a very um, mediocre, a very inferior. That's what I always said. This is a, this cookie's inferior. It's not worth it. This cookie's inferior. It's not worth it. And you start to become very particular about where you're going to spend your calories and spend your carbs. Well, the same thing happens with intermittent fasting, in that you become very picky about where you're going to spend your eating time. And where you're going to spend, especially once appetite correction starts setting in, where you're going to spend your stomach space. I know that sounds weird, but you have a short window. And with appetite correction, you get full pretty quickly, especially the next thing I learned on real food. So a meal will fill you up and you'll just be like after three or four weeks, you'll be like, man, I really thought I was going to eat a whole baked potato. I waited for five years of keto with you know out much success to have a baked potato you know and then you can't eat it all and so um that's one thing that i learned that you that i'm getting pickier and pickier and pickier so i i mean i was only eating filet mignon and prime rib everywhere i went <laughs> and i was definitely getting potatoes no you know i wasn't eating anything that i didn't love um all the time and then the second thing that i learned related to that is that appetite correction is way, way more effective with real food. And I'm in the middle of so many books about this, so I'm going to be teaching you more and more about it as I learn it. It's one nice thing about just being a little bit ahead. I can help you along as I'm learning and it's fresh. Um, but that is that appetite correction sets in quickly when you have a real meal. Like you'll you'll order a meal like my you know when my husband and I maybe some of these times like we didn't share because we got we had these free dining so um, we would not share a meal and it'd be like oh man you know I could only eat half of it uh, and that's appetite correction but whenever I would snack like if I would open my window while we were driving with peanut M and M's and apples which I often did, or peanut butter, peanut M&M's and Skinny Pop. That's kind of one of our snack, go-to snacks. Um, I would, you could just eat it and eat it and eat it before you would really feel like, hmm, I'm done, right? So what this means is one of the things that I recommend is that you open your window with an appetizer or a snack um, or a salad that is more real food. Uh, and, and sometimes I'll have cheese and crackers while I'm cooking or whatever, it's just kind of fun and it's kind of a something I look forward to is having cheese and crackers in my second supplement drink while I'm opening my window. Um, but uh, not opening it with sugar, not opening it with candy, not opening it with cupcakes or brownies or whatever. And it's not that you can't have those things because in intermittent fasting, you actually can have whatever you want. And uh, there are many, many long-term, like hundreds of long-term intermittent fasters who do not have a specific eating plan as far as keto, low-carb, paleo, whole foods, whatever. 
I'm not necessarily saying that that's what you should do or that that's the best thing because I do have to watch my carbs part of the time or, or a good part of the time. But um, I'm just saying that if you are going to have those things, it's better to save it for the end when appetite correction is already set in and you'll be too full to eat too much sugar. And you can close your window with a, a bag of M&M peanut, peanut M&Ms. That's one of my things that I love. Or you can close your window with, you know, two cookies or whatever, but you won't eat six anymore because appetite correction will set in. So I recommend based on what I learned this week that we started with real food, appetizer, salad, snack, and then a couple of hours later, eat your meal, real foods, you know, even if it's even if it's pizza, something that's not like snacky, right? Like not a bag of chips or, a, um, you know, a candy bar or brownie or dessert of any kind. And then you have your dessert. I think that we will find that we're still having the benefits of being able to have whatever we want, and especially at the beginning, that's a big deal because one of the freedoms in starting intermittent fasting and one of the delights for many, many people who have done keto or low-carb forever and ever and ever is that they're finally going to get to eat whatever they want. And, and at first, you might be doing some binging and eating a lot of sugar and some things you shouldn't be doing, but that will taper off until you can control it a lot better. But you won't feel like you're trying to control it. Oh, man, I went on this intermittent fasting so I could eat whatever I want. And now now I can't eat whatever I want because everybody's saying, you know, you've got to watch what you eat, too. Well, it'll happen naturally. It already started happening to me at week four. It actually started happening in week three. All right. So now I'm going to spend the last couple of minutes talking about Plexus supplements. And I always told you uh, that I would teach, 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 give my experience, give my journal and everything, and then talk about the supplements and the effect that they have on the intermittent fasting journal, um, on your journey, and my journey, rather, and how they could help you in your journey. Um, but I would tell you when I'm doing that. That way you can turn me off right now if you would like. So anyway, what I want to talk about with Plexus is I've already spoken about how the two main things that I use uh, for intermittent fasting help are Plexus Slim, the pink drink, which balances your blood sugar, controls cravings, controls your appetite. It has a prebiotic in it that is uh, clinically proven to uh, boost your metabolism and to uh, um, curb your appetite. All right. And it is sweetened with stevia, but I find that it does not put me in a metabolic state. That's one concern with having stevia sweetened drinks that you will start your hunger. It does not start my hunger at all. I have it at 10 in the morning every day. And the second thing is our caffeine products. And they are weight loss accelerants. And they are called Boost and Accelerator. Boost is especially um, known for uh, controlling appetite. It has the Herba Mate in it. And it is what tribesmen used to chew on when they were out on hunts so they wouldn't have to stop to eat. It's very, very effective at curbing your appetite. And you can take two of those a day. They also have caffeine, the equivalent of one cup of coffee, of natural caffeine. All the Plexus products are plant-based and healthy and natural. So it's natural caffeine, but it's the equivalent of one cup of coffee. So what that means is that if you don't like black coffee or straight-up tea, but you want the uh, appetite-suppressing 
qualities of caffeine as you fast, you can take two of these. I take one at nine and one, nine, 11, one. Yeah, nine at one, one at nine and one at one. And, um, cause I can't take it after two. Um, I would like to take it a little bit later. Like I open my window at, at three, four or five, depending on what I'm doing that day. And I would like to take it like at two, help me those last hour, one to three hours. But because of the caffeine, I have to take my last one at one o'clock. So those are two products that I really recommend. And as a matter of fact, uh, to be in my free coaching group, uh, if you purchase um, $100 in PV from my store, I'm going to be teaching all about this coming up. But if you do that starting January 1st, if you order $100 in PV from my store, um, then you can get a, spot, a free spot in my uh coaching my um intermittent fasting coaching uh, which is a weekly call the uh, chapters of my book as they are written uh intermittent fasting uh, charts that take you step by step if you don't want to start off right at the beginning and also then a monthly free one-on-one -on -one call so anyway just a little bit about that that's coming up in the future and um, i would love to have you join me for that i just am so optimistic about what i can do for people with their health and weight loss when you combine the plant-based plexus supplements with intermittent fasting and how the ease by which we can do the intermittent fasting because of the plexus supplements and how they just dovetail perfectly for health, um, just amazing, amazing results with both plexus and with intermittent fasting on your uh, all areas of your health. It's just remarkable. So um, anyway, thank you very much for joining me. This has been Donna Reish with the Intermittent Fasting Journal.